0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Destiny Midweek, so glad that you are here tuning in, listening with us today, as you know, surely, because you're a lifelong listener. My name is Mark, and I'm joined with my brother and pastor, Matt Bell. It's great to be here again for another episode
1: of Destiny Midweek.
0: This sure does seem like these weeks are flying by. It it really does seem that way. Like we were just up here.
1: Right. It's like, we're doing this again. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. For your listening pleasure and enjoyment. That's
0: right. So, uh, you doing good?
1: Yeah. You know, normally we record this in the afternoons. Yeah. After I've had some lunch. Right. But we're recording in the morning. We are. And I haven't had lunch, so I'm, I'm kind of hungry
0: yeah I'm hungry too, because yeah I'm almost hungry,
1: but not not quite
0: because I brought some I brought some breakfast, but it was by the time I was hungry for breakfast, I was like some, it, like oats or yeah, some oats grass just oats and raisins and some uh flax seed and chia seed, but by the time I ate it, I was like, I'm not going to be hungry at lunchtime. And we have a lunch appointment today, so... Yeah, that's a real... It's a tough... Man, it's a real balancing act there. It, it was a battle. So I'm a little hungrier than usual. But I'm doing good. Wait, you did eat it? No, I didn't. Oh, you
1: didn't. I thought you said you did. No, I didn't. And then you weren't going to be hungry. No. But you didn't eat it. I did not. I see. See, I, n- I never eat breakfast. Oh, man. So I was, I was getting to this totally depleted yeah. state right before lunch. I usually
0: have two breakfasts. That's cool. So. I I just had one today. I just have coffee, orange juice, and a blood pressure pill. Wow. That's for my breakfast. That's great. So this weekend I went to Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. You know, our friend and pastor. Your pastor. My pastor, Sam Walker. Sam Walker. One of mine. I've got
1: three. Oh, wow. That's how. That's how jacked up I am. I
0: need, I need three <laughs> pastors to keep me straight. And they're from different churches too, so. They're from all over the place. But you wouldn't want people here to have three different pastors from three different churches. I wouldn't, but
1: I also am not able to attend mm. a service on Sunday, so.
0: That's right. Anyways, he uh, he has a, a ministry called Agua Resources, or I'll, I'll, but if you attend uh, here, here uh, if you attend Destiny, you
1: do have three pastors in your life, plus our elders. That's right. Right? So. Yes. Correct. And As some always. people might call. Thank you. Some people might call on you for some things, me on some things, True. Pastor Terry for some things, some of our elders for other things. Yes. So that that's why I have three. That makes sense. Okay.
0: Anyway pastor sam yes he he has a ministry a wonderful ministry where they go and build water wells in mexico drill drill water wells water wells well the, they drill and then they build they build a little facade build a little pump and so they were having a little vision banquet vision banquet not little it was a it was a good sized banquet and so we went i went with my family and uh Do they have child care they did for us. <laughs> well, really. Yeah. Wow. Who who watched your kids? Uh they got some hired some people. Wow. Rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. But it worked out because their their grandkids needed okay. childcare too, so there you it, go. Two birds with a stone. So, Little babysitter. But it was a great time. We hadn't been to Beaumont in a while. We used to go there quite a bit yeah. back when our parents were here. Yeah. And so that was good. It's a great time fellowshipping and connecting with them. Then we went to Houston after that. But no, okay. Sam, the ministry he does, Agua Resources, drilling these water
1: wells, our men are going on a trip with him. That's right. To, to drill a well in Mexico. In May. In May. So if, if you'd like to go on that trip, I'm pulling up the dates here on my calendar. It is May the 11th through the 16th. And Justin Clark mm-hmm. is helping to organize that trip. So if you'd like to go, you can send me an email and I can get you in touch with Justin or you can get in touch with Justin. And our our email is... Podcasts. Podcasts at Destiny
0: Church. Is it podcast or podcasts? I think it's just podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Singular at Destiny Church dot CC. No. Yes? Yes, dot Okay so anyways we had a great time then we went to Houston we hadn't been to Houston in Ohio and that's a good thing yeah Houston's a disaster it's large it's very big and I told Carrie when I got back I said I I would not want to live there I feel like just the hustle and bustle and largeness of it all would just drive me crazy Right, and the humidity too. It's like hundred percent humidity. So much
1: traffic. Oh, so much traffic. The the even the look. If you're from Houston, God bless you. We love you. Keep God listening. loves you. And if you love Houston, awesome. Oh, Wonderful. Stay there. It's a great city. But if you like it. Even even the uh, the the aesthetic, mm. the way things look there is so industrial, mm. and and mm-hmm. just kind of like oily because it's oil you know industry industrial i guess is what i'm saying like i love the 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 vibe of san antonio and the the culture and the aesthetic oh yeah it's just so much better than houston so it's not so industrial you know it's like you drive through houston it feels like you're driving through detroit or Mm. something
0: and if you're from Detroit, uh, you're just re- God bless you.
1: <laughs> I just love our city. No, I, love I love San it.
0: Antonio. San Antonio is the best. So anyway, so we had a good time and got back in time for Sunday. Had a wonderful service, even though there was a time change. Still had a great time. Yeah. Wonderful time. Yeah, it was great.
1: I also went on a trip time. this weekend. That's right went and went to a pastor's conference. Yeah, you
0: went to Los Angeles.
1: Los and the City of Angels. I've
0: never been there. I've been there
1: through the airport. Through the airport. <laughs> Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How was that? It, it was it was
1: wild, man. I've I've never been to a conference that had so much preaching. Mm. They had four services a day and each service had full worship and an hour plus long sermon. So each service was like an hour and 45 minutes? Somewhere two hours. And then between each service, there was an hour break where your brain could like recalibrate. Mm-hmm. It was, it was intense. It was, it was the most intense conference I've ever been
0: to. So you showed up at like 10 a.m. and weren't leaving till like 10 p.m. Um, n- 9.30. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. And so the first day was Wednesday and the conference started at 10 and I flew out here at six Mm -hmm. and then landed in Los Angeles around eight. But to fly out of here at six, I had to get up at like 4 a.m. to make it to the airport. So that was, that was extremely long day because, you know, they're two hours behind. Mm -hmm. So I had been up from 4 a.m., and we we were still in service at like 11 p.m. our time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow! So I dozed a little bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The guys that were with were taking some pictures of me oh, sleeping through this conference that I went to. Anyway, but it was great. It was it was really good to to be ministered to and to receive the word and really really enjoyed the time there. But goodness. It 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 helped me understand that longer is not always better, hmm. and so that's good. it it, in in some ways helped me renew my commitment to wanting to try to pack in as much as you can, in about forty minutes or so on a message. Well, that's great. Yeah,
0: if that's the only thing you received out of that conference. No, you know, I received a lot of other things, but um, makes me happy.
1: Yeah, so cool. long longer is not always better. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, right? But I like it. Just made me love the format we have at missions conference, mm, mm-hmm. where we do f- four guys, thirty minutes each, yeah. back to back to back. Like I really love that, and the f- the four guys, an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes back to back to back was
0: was tough. Was wild. It was wild. Well, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and. uh so then you got back Saturday, ready to go Sunday. Got back
1: Saturday, and then we had the time. So the the time change for me was all oh, yeah. wacky because oh, I was man. on, you know Pacific, Pacific PST, T. and came back to CST. Mm-hmm. But then we went on to DST. Yeah, in the CST. So I was a little. You were almost jet lagged. W a c k.
0: From all the st. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, we, got finally, back, got back we finally Saturday. got around to uh, Peter's message here on Sunday. We did, yeah. Acts 2. Finally, after that li- little detour. That little detour we took. And uh, I, it was a great, great message, I must say. Did you, did you listen to it? I did. I did listen to it. On 2X speed or? 1.5. All right. Cause I was I was at the gym this morning too, and so if 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 it was like a car ride I could do two x, but since I was doing something else that required a little bit of thought, I did on one point five. That was great, and uh, had four really good points. Five, five really good points. Well, maybe I had four good ones. So you which had one? Four really good points. Which one wasn't the good one? And you had five good points overall. Yeah, I'll just, you know, you know what? I'll just kind of read through these real quick here. All right. And uh we have no questions this right. week. So If you couldn't tell, we're just
1: we have no questions, so we're going to we're going to dig a little deeper into the message on Sunday. Yeah.
0: So you had you had five points and what they were about was if you're going to impact eternity. Yeah. You got to commit to these points.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fifth point
1: <laughs> the fifth point was spirit-empowered people impact eternity. That's right. And so to get to the fifth point, you have to commit you have to, to the, commit first, four to the first four Exactly. Because it's, really- It's very, very easy and to understand. Really,
0: the points were about what spirit-filled people do. Right, right. So the first one is they go to where the people are. That's right. Which you, I thought why man read,
1: why don't you read through all those and then we'll, okay, we'll do well, a little discussion. All right, right? Yeah. Oh, so just so we set the set the stage. Yeah, let's do it. what whet the people's okay. appetites.
0: Number two, there are people who are full of the word, ready to share the word. Number three, people who are committed to share the gospel. Number four, and speak with supernatural boldness. So if you find yourself lacking in any of these areas, the answer really is simple. You need more of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Yeah. So, the, is that the fifth point? No, no.
1: I'm sorry. The, the little piece of paper I gave you is not, it's I, not. Yeah.
0: Accurate. I listened to your message, but then you gave me the summary paper <laughs> to kind of help. But it's, 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 uh,
1: the summary paper isn't, uh, it's not, yeah. But, sorry. anyways, what well, was the fifth point? Well, the, the fifth point was that supernatural or, or spirit-empowered people make an impact for eternity.
0: I see. Okay.
1: So, one, they go to where people are. Two, they are biblical. Three, they share the gospel. Four, they speak with supernatural boldness. They speak with supernatural boldness. And five, that type of living impacts eternity. So, you know, I we see people these elements in Peter's sermon and they're certainly there in effect in his message. But if, if we're going to be people that impact eternity, we need those elements in our lives. Also, Mm -hmm. it's not just about a sermon. It's about the body of Christ.
0: Yeah. So the first one, they go where the people are of, of those five points, which is, which is your favorite point. The one that, I would say the first one. Oh no! Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with the other ones, but the first one when you said it, I was like, "Man, that makes sense." Yeah, that's cool. That was not actually, that the other ones didn't make sense, but it just like grabbed me. That's cool. That that's
1: actually the one that's not even really part of his message, but <laughs> it uh,
0: it but fits. It works. I think I I read something. I know I read something. But it said something along the lines of 39 of the 40 times that the Holy Spirit moved in the New Testament was outside of the church mm. or something like that. So, you know, we we grew up. That's fake news. That's fake news. I'm, I'm joking. I I mean, I I'm mm. probably botching it, but it goes along with this, that if you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to see the Holy Spirit manifest outside of the church. Right, False. right, right. Exactly. And... Gotta take it to the streets. Gotta take it to the streets. And you know, growing up, that's not what uh necessarily in the circles and churches we were at what we saw. It was it was always you saw the Holy Spirit moving inside the church. Yeah. And that was the emphasis and that was the focus. Yeah. We can well, we can become so isolated
1: when all we have is church services mm-hmm. and we go to Christian school like we right. did we 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 the church can become isolated from the world and that's that's not good we we will not be salt and light if we isolate ourselves yeah and so the, the here we see that they they leave their upper room and they move out into the streets with the power of god that's happening there and yeah, it so, and it and it impacts eternity in the end
0: that's right and then we see. This was another good one too. That Peter was full of the word. Yeah, man, I love it. Which to me is is interesting because before Christ came, he was just a fisherman, right? But he was Jewish, so they were taught the law. The word, they were taught the law. The war. Yeah, for sure. And so it's it's for us and for you that are listening. If you are a Christian but you are not in full-time ministry, you can look at Peter's life that he still knew the word. I don't think that he just grabbed all of this in the 3 years he was with Jesus that he had spent time in the in the law learning the the Psalms and the prophets prophets. And so to me, you know, that was just challenging because when I when I get up to preach I'll spend time in the word. Right. But I'll still have my notes, you know. Right. And to help help me remember but like he didn't have any notes. No notes. And he's pulling out these prophecies and right. psalms and right. quotes from David. Right. Exactly. And it's just really challenging. Like that's that's how we need to be. Right. That we can just not have to worry about, oh, what what will I say? Right. But no, I, I know what I'll say. I've got the word in me. Right. Let's go preach. Right. So that was another good one. That's awesome. Being people who are full of the word, ready to share the word, always be ready. And then people who are committed to share the gospel. You said another great thing that. It's it's good to tell people that Jesus loves them and Jesus has a plan for their life, but that's not going to rescue them from eternal damnation. No, I, I and I had mentioned that in my first draft
1: of that point, I had just had that Spirit-empowered people tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I almost left it in there, but I thought, you know, that's that's not enough. It's not enough. And, and what Peter does is he doesn't just tell them about Jesus, but he, he explains to them how they have rebelled against God and broken God's law and he calls them out for their sin. And that's part of sharing the gospel. And we, we don't have to do that in an ugly way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we have to do that. We have to be willing to expose the, the problem that Jesus is the solution for.
0: Yes. You can't be saved if you don't know what you're being saved from. Right. Repentance Repent. is a, a, is part of the process. And if there's
1: no repentance, there's there's no salvation.
0: So there's nothing wrong with sharing Jesus, telling people about Jesus, telling people that Jesus loves them, that he has a plan for their life and what great things God has done in your life. But at some point... The gospel needs to be presented. Yeah. And so a great way to do that, if maybe you're you're not quite ready to share the gospels, share Jesus with them and invite them to church. Yeah, you can do that. And the gospel will be preached at church. You can, or you can just get ready. That's right. You can just step it up. And then four, speak with supernatural boldness. See, that's there what I'm go. talking about. You just got to do it. I mean, that's what Peter, and I
1: just love that, like the last time we saw Peter, he was kind of this broken guy eating a sandwich with Jesus, and then we we see him in Acts chapter one that, you know, they're replacing Judas, but then the Holy Spirit falls, and and there's this like new guy. Mm -hmm. Like, who is this guy? Where did this guy come from? Yeah. I just love
0: it. It's just so such I wonder a wonder transformation. The, if, if the disciples after this message were all just like looking at each other like what? What in the world? I'm has sure just they were just I'm sure they like that whole, whole experience. Same, right. I'm sure they were just in awe of everything that had happened. But then instantly seeing that fruit further would just solidify what has come upon them, you know, to keep right. pushing them. Right. It's awesome.
1: So yeah, supernatural boldness, not being afraid or ashamed to share the gospel. And to, and and Peter calls these, these men to repent. He says, you need to repent. You're heading in the wrong direction. The word repent means to, it literally means to change your mind about something, to have a change of mind. And so that you've been thinking and acting a certain way, and now your your mind is going to be changed. It's a 180 in your thoughts to have a change of mind, a change of heart. And so he says, you guys killed Jesus. Now you need to repent and follow him, receive him as the Messiah. Call on, call on his name for salvation, and you will be saved. Love it. Boldness.
0: What boldness? Yeah, because like you said, this was a month and a half after
1: right. Jesus was...
0: 50 days crucified? Yep. 50 and days so from Passover. There's still got to be that unrest, of course. So I mean, he's he's preaching really not knowing. I mean, he for all he knows this could be the last time he's even this could be the end for him. Yeah. He lays it on the line. Supernatural boldness. And then at the very end you said uh I don't know how you said it, but you you brought up these three things that every believer well number 5 was that when you do these things then you impact eternity when you do these things
1: these four things these four things yeah but then there was th- these so, three things i i did give a little teaser for for this coming sunday's oh, okay. message okay and it was that if you you look at these five things and you say that you're lacking in one or two or three or four or five of them, then what you need in your life is more of the Holy Spirit working in your life. And there's only three ways that I know of to increase the Spirit's work in your life. And that is through prayer, through studying and obeying the word, and through fellowshipping with other Christians and other believers.
0: And so that's what you're going to get in to that more.
1: Yeah, because next week. And that's exactly what the disciples did. If you look at Acts 2.42, it says they, the church, these 3,000, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's the word, and the fellowship and the breaking of bread, that's fellowship with other believers, and to praying. That that's exactly what they did following that was prayer, the word, and fellowship and then we're going to see how that compounds the results of of what was happening there. Awesome. So that was my little teaser, my little uh way to encourage people to come back next Sunday.
0: So you know, was there was there anything uh you didn't quite get to on Sunday that was left out? Yeah, for sure. All right. There was there was quite a few Ooh. nuggets
1: I definitely left out and would have loved to have been able to get into
0: but just time. Mm-hmm. Time is the enemy. I mean, you could have gone longer, but like you said, you. Right. You know, I've, I've learned. So that's why we have this great podcast here. Oh, it's a great podcast. It really is. The, the, I got three. Okay.
1: Three so. things that I left out. The first was from Acts uh two, twenty five to 28. And that's when Peter quotes from the Psalmist David. And he says, quoting from the Psalm. And, and Jesus being resurrected, uh, uh, let's look at verse 24. He says, it was impossible for him to be held by death. Verse 25, for David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh will also dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the path of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. So Peter, he's talking about the resurrection, Jesus raising from the dead. And then he he supports his argument for the resurrection of Christ by quoting these Psalms. And these Psalms only have their explanation in Jesus and in Jesus' resurrection. They can only be fully understood with the resurrection of Jesus. And again, he quotes in verse 34 and 35 of the psalmist, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So that that first point that I would have loved to have made is that all of the Old Testament really is about Jesus. It's, it's pointing to Jesus, it has its fulfillment in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And these two Psalms are only rightly understood as you understand them, that they're foreshadowing the resurrection and they're foreshadowing the ascension.
0: So that was my first little nugget. And these people coming in for the Passover. Yeah. Uh, they're Pentecost for Pentecost. They're Jewish people. They,
1: right. They are, they are, they, they are the Jews that were scattered in the exile and they did not return to Israel when the Jews that did return did return when King Cyrus let them come back. However, they're still making this trek to Jerusalem for this holiday. And so that that's why they have all of these different languages because they grew up in these different countries, mm-hmm. yet they still have maintained their religion and their faith in God, and so they would have known these Psalms. Right. So Peter says that Christ's resurrection is the fulfillment of this psalm, Mm -hmm. that his flesh will not see corruption, that he will not go down to Hades or hell, that he is not in the grave, but that he is risen. And then the second psalm is talking about his ascension, that you're going to sit at the right hand of the father until he makes your enemies your footstool. And he's saying what Jesus has done, his death, his burial, his resurrection is the fulfillment of these psalms. So he supports his argument from scripture.
0: And to me, this is like you, we've said it a couple times, but this was 50 days after. So a lot of people think, well, Jesus never resurrected. So this, this and that happened. This was a month and a half. Right. If he's saying these things and Jesus is in a tomb somewhere, right. they'd go, they'd go pull his body out be like, what are you talking about? Here he is. Exactly. So exactly. The Romans would have
1: done it. The Jewish leaders would have done it the Pharisees they would have they would have said what are you what are you talking about yeah but there there was this idea already out there that Jesus had risen from the dead this rumor that was spreading and now Peter stands up to say this miracle that's happening of these tongues these languages this is a fulfillment of everything that had been foretold in the scriptures so so great My next, my next point Mm -hmm. was from the prophecy he quotes from Joel in verses 17 and quoting Joel, he says, and in the last days, it shall be that God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And he goes and continues. And the point I would have loved to make was that we are living in the last days and and talk and, and teach a little bit about what the last days are. Because I have people who ask me all the time, do you think we're living in the last days? Do you think we're living in the end times? Mm -hmm. And the answer is 100% yes, absolutely. And the last days started on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. We have been living in the last days since Pentecost because the last days are not a length of time As most people think about them, Mm -hmm. they're a kind of time. Mm. It's a type of time, and what the last days means is that there is nothing left on God's redemptive calendar except for the return of Christ. That's the next thing that's happening. Yeah, is the return of Christ. There's not another covenant. There's not a, a son that needs to be given, right? So the progression up to Jesus, there was all of these things that had to happen. God called Abraham, established his covenant with him, established his covenant with Israel at Mount Sinai through Moses, brought them into the promised land as he had promised them that fulfillment of that promise, made a covenant with David that he would have a descendant always on his throne, that. They had to go into the exile because of their unfaithfulness, but God had promised to bring them back. And so he brought them back. But the only promise that now is to be fulfilled is the return of Christ. And so we now, the next thing that God is going to do is split the sky wide open. The angels are going to descend. The trumpet's going to sound. Jesus is going to come and obliterate all of his enemies and set up his kingdom forever and ever and ever and ever. Ever. That is the next thing. And so until that event takes place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: these are the last days. And it's a, it's a moment, a, it's a kind of time where we live in an age of God's grace, where God is pouring out his spirit on his church, and we don't know how long the last days will be, but we are certainly living in them. So, I see. Yeah.
0: I've never heard that before. Yeah. Well, I mean- it's he, not he, a length of time. It's, it's not, not a length of time. of time. Kind of
1: time. Kind of time. So there you go. You can you can rest assured that we are living in the last days and that at any moment, at any moment, human history can be concluded and Jesus can return. Because yeah. we're living in the last days. Third nugget. My third little nugget. This one's a little deep. Uh oh. All right. I'm ready. This one's a little deep. It's from Acts 2.22 in the sermon. This is when Peter said to them, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. Now this is this is the part to really pay attention to. Verse 23. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. And then when we skip down to verse 37 and they say that they were cut to the heart and they say, what shall we do? Verse 38, Peter says to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. This issue of the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. However, these people are responsible for their act of sin in killing Jesus. So it's this issue of God's sovereignty mm-hmm. and man's responsibility. That even though God is sovereign over all Human beings are still responsible for their sin, even though it was God's plan that Jesus be crucified, mm-hmm. because salvation could not have come unless he had been killed, laid down his life for our sins, Right. that they who crucified him are still responsible for their sin, even though it was the plan of God. Yeah. And so it's this incredible tension of, yes, God is sovereign, but we are still responsible for our actions. And I would have loved to walk through that and unpack that with people, but I would probably need to do like four whole messages on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because a lot of people have a a very hard time with that. Right. If God is sovereign and he knew this was going to happen, he needed for this to happen. Why am I held responsible? Right. I mean, the, the, and I, I understand that. And the biggest one
1: would, of course, be Judas, mm-hmm. right? That he, there had to be someone to betray Christ, that all of that had been foretold by the prophet. But Judas's sin, he is culpable for because he did it out of his own will and his own desire. God did not make him do it. And so just as it was God's plan that Jesus be crucified, God did not make these people do it. It was the evil in their own hearts that led them to do it, which they are responsible for. And it just shows us that God's plan is big enough to include even the evil in our world and the evil in men's hearts. And so it should, on the one hand, make us so in awe of god that he can he is so good that he can even incorporate into his good and redemptive plan the evil actions of sinful men Mm -hmm. at the same time those evil actions are still evil in god's sight and they must if those people are going to receive salvation they must be uh, forgiven and they must be repented of and so romans chapter 9 really speaks to that a lot. Oh yeah. And so if you if you really want to deep dive on the the relationship between God's sovereignty and man's responsibility for his own sin, I would encourage you to read Romans chapter nine. But one of the objections that Paul knows that people will have to this idea is that, well, if God is sovereign, then he made me do it, so I'm not responsible. In Romans nine nineteen, he actually raises that very question so that he can debunk that argument. He says, you will say to me then, why does God still find fault for who can resist his will? Verse 20, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me this way? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? And so he says, basically, who are we to put ourselves in the position of God Mm -hmm. and to say that God is unrighteous or unjust, that we have no business saying that, but what our business is, is to repent of our sin and to get right with God. And that's what we all
0: need to do. That's great. Yeah, I don't think you could have gotten into that in three minutes. Probably not. And the other thing, too, is it for me, it gives me
1: peace and comfort in my heart knowing that even when people do evil against me, they cannot destroy the plan of God for my life. That's right. Or when hardship or suffering or difficulty comes, that it does not thwart the plan of God. And I've I've been using that statement probably the last three weeks that that man's sin does not thwart God's plan and that that God's plan will stand that he will accomplish what he said he would do that even as as they tried to kill Jesus as they tried to kill the Messiah they thought they had won the devil thought he had won but the truth is that God is so much bigger than all of that that he used the evil Mm -hmm. to bring about good however We cannot get into the mindset of thinking, well, I can just do whatever I want and God will just work it for good, Right? because those agents are responsible for their sin before God. So don't think that you can just say, I'll just do whatever I want, God is sovereign, I'm not responsible for my sin, absolutely not. Peter says, you killed him, you crucified him, you need to repent.
0: Right. So. God's going to win, but you can still lose. What side are we going to be on? Right. Exactly. I want to be on God's side. Me too. So. All right. Well, that's that's going to do it. Yeah, that's uh, it. Man. Great pod. Next Thursday, March 20th. So a week from tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the ladies are having a fellowship gathering at 6.30 p.m. So all you ladies, come on out and invite a friend. And uh, I've heard those have just been a great time of fellowship, connecting. New relationships are forming, and uh, it's a great time. So look forward to seeing you all on Sunday. Got another great message out of Acts. We'll talk to you soon.